and I'm reading a book about Norse mythology now because I'm like <laughs> so fucking in it. <laughs> Brendan is dead. Now my name is Bjornchorn. My name is Bjorn Bjornchorn. <laughs> Bjornchorn. I don't know how to say a Norse. I don't know Norse mythology. I played Ragnarok online like for four years and I don't know anything about Norse mythology. www.google.com. Go up, click safe search off. Bjornge porn. Bjornge porn. <laughs> <laughs> no! You get put in a fucking list. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on in that head? You want to open your mind. You're never be the show again. Never gonna be the show again. You'll be down here rocking the night. You'll never be the show again. Never be the show my name is Brendan Bigley. Hi, my name is Andrew Caprini. Welcome to No Script at All. It's a podcast about Terrace House, which is a really great Netflix show that you should tell your friends to watch. Yes, go watch it. It's very good. Quick housekeeping note before we start the episode. Just want to make it abundantly clear that uh, last week I was sick and my voice was weird. This week I'm still sick and also I can't open my mouth all the way. So expect he's, me he's to sound weird. He's just falling apart. He's just falling apart <laughs> and we're very worried. I'm either falling apart at the seams or I looked directly into the eyes of Medusa recently and I'm slowly <laughs> becoming a statue, which is also possible. I mean, that's fine. I've seen I've watched the Castlevania anime like you'll be OK. Yeah. Can am I conscious inside the statue? Like, I think, do I still have thoughts and feelings and opinions or am I just like completely zonked? I think you you do have thoughts like you're able to like discern everything. Oh, but no. it, you, you just hear like the smash mouth like album playing in the background the whole oh time. that's even worse i i know so it is kind of like hell that is kind of like hell yeah sorry all right well if i don't come back next week it's because i've become a statue that can only listen to smash mouth anyway today we're talking about uh terrace house opening new doors episode three it's called captain subasa love her. finally get to see subasa in all her glory uh and as usual we open with the panel we're just getting right into it this week which is good I, that, that was that felt like a very clean intro and i'm i'm derailing it and ruining it by bringing attention to it but no 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 no, no. it's fine no just keep it going we start off with the panel the panel not a whole lot happens in the panel is worth noting <laughs> uh but there is a super cut of all of you guys fuck ups last episode which i really love. i know which is they just <sighs> We just take the time to just like rail on this boy. Yeah, it it was like I suddenly realized that they've never done that before. Like as far as I've seen, like they've never <laughs> done a supercut like that before. Like usually well, it's they'll do like the panel intro and they'll be like, oh, remember this scene? And then they'll kind of show a clip from the scene. And they'll go back to the panel. Yeah. We'll just talk about that scene. There's never been a moment where it was like you and I fucked up a lot in the last episode. And it's like scene, 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 yeah. scene, scene. I think the only time where they've done that is when they did put together all the times that Taishi cried in Aloha State. <laughs> yeah. Near yeah. the last episode, because there was like this man cried a lot. Yeah. So we we see uh we see all the times that you guys fucked up so far since he's been in the house. And keep in mind, this is episode three. So episode this, three, the supercut came from two episodes. Yeah. Uh, Tokui also mentions that uh, the Shion and Subasa relationship will quote be our oasis unless you are like me uh, and you you are suspicious of the whole thing. Yeah, I don't trust that man. In which case, you're just constantly anxious the entire time you're watching Opening New Doors. In in reality, though, this episode, we were talking about it before we started recording, very wholesome. It is very wholesome. It's the tear zone. It's like it's like you're sitting in the front at SeaWorld. Like, everyone's crying. Yeah, it's the splash zone. You're getting wet. The splash zone is what I meant to say, yes. <laughs> the, tear, the tear zone well, sounds like... this episode is the tear zone because everyone's crying. Yeah, this is the tear zone. But I guess the- there's probably a tear zone at SeaWorld because everyone's upset. 
because of what's happening to the animals. Yeah, I don't think... Isn't SeaWorld, like, closing? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Yep, I haven't been to Florida in, like, years. I have no idea what goes on down there. Yeah. I think they're getting rid of their whales. Oh, are they? I think so. All of anyway. Florida or just SeaWorld? Oh, I don't know about all of Florida, because some people are crazy, mm. but I think SeaWorld itself, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Someone's gonna fucking steal one. There's gonna be, like, an <laughs> Ocean's fuck? Eleven height. Like, SeaWorld's gonna be like, okay, we're gonna get rid of our orcas, and someone's gonna Ocean's Eleven a whale. That actually sounds dope as shit. I would watch that movie. <laughs> um, You do know that there is a gas station in Florida, but just has a fucking tiger living there, right? I did not know that. Tell me more. I, I listened to, like, a, oh, I think it was a This American Life episode from a few years ago, or I mm. think it was Radio Live. It was one of those two, like, very highbrow yeah like podcast mm-hmm. um where they basically just talked about this guy who has a gas station in florida and he just has like he like somehow ended up getting a tiger and the tiger just lives there now holy shit that's all i remember about the story thankfully i listen to a lot of highbrow podcasts but i don't remember a lot mm-hmm. so i like I don't know if they're working i honestly like not having any more info than the tiger lives at the gas station because it <laughs> Because, like, if you if you remembered literally anything else, it would probably be, like, oh, and it gets kept away from all other all the, like, people that visit the gas station, or, like, this is how they feed it, or, like, this is why he has a tiger. It's not any of that. It's just, there's a tiger that lives at the gas station, that's where we leave it. And I Just like your that. elevator pitch. Yeah, your elevator pitch. There's a tiger that lives in a gas station in Florida, because obviously it would be in Florida. Yeah. Like, I love, I love that. I love that. Tiger in a gas station? Yeah. That's a band name. We got a, we got a request from julie in waco she wants to hear tiger in a gas station here you are julie Uh, (laughs) that's how it starts that's the first that's the first line let's go back to this show so we jump into the show uh and shion and mizuki and ami and yudai are at the table this is immediately after the last episode where ami and yudai were cooking or at least yudai was quote-unquote teaching ami to cook yeah so shion and mizuki i guess ate the food that they made Mm -hmm. and shion begins in this episode turning into like a good version of what tap tried to do in boys and girls in the city yes exactly it doesn't it doesn't feel gross like when tap did it and i'm not exactly sure why yeah well i think like not yet at yeah. least I, so just to fill people in who maybe didn't watch boys and girls in the city there was a character whoops there's a dude he's there's a real person there's a real human dude and, uh, <laughs> his name wasn't even tap but they started to call him tap because he was a tap dancer he's a very good tap dancer specifically Incredible. that's the important part he's very very good like world's best kind of good but he would go around and he would basically like bully people into telling him what their goals were (laughs) in life he'd be like i just want you to succeed tell me what you're doing they're like i don't know he's like that's not good enough like that's not good enough you have to have a goal yeah (laughs) tell me where the goals are he was very aggro about it yeah yeah that's why that was the thing he was very aggressive about it and it was like if you haven't figured it out then that's fucked up and 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 i'm gonna murder you or something is kind of the vibe he had and number too the other thing was like it always seemed like he was bringing it up just so he could talk about himself yeah you know those fucking people yeah yeah anyway back to me <laughs> anyway back to <laughs> brendan house yeah so and i think like Xi'an's thing is like at least on the outset or like maybe it's just edited this way i don't like saying that but like maybe it just it seems like he's just genuinely curious about the people he lives with, which is nice. That makes me feel good inside. Yeah, he he seems genuine, like generally interested. Yes, like genuine, not generally, genuinely interested. Yeah, he just he just it wants was, to get to know. Yeah, them. he just wants to get to know people. It's, I still still there's still maybe something else lurking there, but mm-hmm. deep below the depths. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't trust his face. 
That's mean. Uh, so he already knows what Udai's goal is. Uh, you know, he wants to become a chef and an open restaurant and all these things. Yeah, he keeps saying it. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Will definitely yeah. happen. And uh, we find out that uh, Ami, she says that her desire to be a model is kind of outweighing her like motivation to go find a job. <laughs> I... Which is, I like her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think that's very funny. It's great too because like I, there's a scene later where Shion is just like, I didn't even know you wanted to be a model. So it's like, okay, Ami doesn't even really talk about wanting to be a model. It's just like if it can prevent me from needing to go find a real job, then I'll do. Well, not that modeling is not a real job. That's a fucked up thing. But like, if it, no, but like if it prevents me from getting finding an economics job, which is like what she's right, what she's, she's going to school for. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the model thing. Yeah. And there are other people that have been on Terrace House that have done that exact thing. I think Minori was one of those, right? Who was like not super into modeling, but it was like, yeah, it pays the bills. So I'm just going to keep doing it until it's, yeah, not it's paying like Minori. Sena. Sena is really into it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. We also find out that not find out, but Mizuki starts talking about her her lingerie brand that she wants to start. And she says, maybe my favorite line um, of this of at least part one. Uh, she says, quote, I'm going to give it a try. If I fail, I'm not going to die. Sounds like some lyrics. It's so good. Yeah, it does. It rhymes. Yeah. It sounds great. I could see Nike saying like, you know what? Just do it. So 1995. <laughs> this is a bit more realistic. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah, the present economy taken into account. I think I'm not going to die is probably a better way of marketing our yeah. shoes. Of being like, just do it. Just do it sounds very aggro. Yeah, it sounds this very tap. This is more tap. of a suggestion. Yeah. yeah, it sounds very tap. This is the Shion version. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So Subasa comes home and uh, it's funny. So she comes in and she's like, I'm going to go get some orange juice. And they're like, oh, why don't you have some food? We have some leftovers. Immediately, Ami is like, it's bad. Don't eat it. <laughs> what the fuck? And Yudai is like, yeah, like, th- don't worry about it. Like, maybe just, like, do something else. Suvasa goes over and she's like, oh, no, it looks great. It's at least a 6.5 out of 10, which is... Presentation-wise, yeah, yes. presentation-wise. Um, and Ami says, uh, only the sad bits are left, which is a great way to describe food. Yeah. She sits down, she starts eating. Or, sorry, she doesn't start eating. Very important. She does not start eating. And Shion asks her about her goals. And uh, she says, oh, I have this big match that's coming up that, like, could change things one way or another. But, like, my, my overall... I idea uh is that i want to join the japanese national team um and the way that they pick people for the japanese national team is they like recruit them from smaller teams all over the place she wants to do that but is kind of worried and like feeling a lot of pressure because like she's getting older quote unquote or like too old i guess to do that specifically yeah yeah, like like athletes like yeah the the cutoff margin is really low yeah Yeah. so she's like you know if my team does well then it puts us in a better position to get spotted by the people who are recruiting which gives me a better chance of getting recruited so like she wants her team to do well specifically so she has a better chance yeah so if she gets elevated it's it's like it sounds grosser than it actually is yeah yeah definitely um yeah and uh, so she's like, yeah, I want my team to do really well. And Yudai's like, okay, so how is your team? And she goes, it's going to be tough this year. <laughs> oh, the fairies. No. And then right after that happens, Ami goes, you haven't eaten anything, which like, of course, you said the food was bad. You said it was bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm not super surprised that she hasn't started eating. And like right after that happens, Shion, like complete, it's interesting. I thought I, I went back and I watched the scene again to see like if there were any cuts, like any jump cuts that like maybe lapse time. But it really is like literally from that moment to the next one. Shion just out of nowhere asked Ami if uh, 
She wants to go talk in the TV room. He calls it the playroom. Mm-hmm. I think we put a moratorium on the word playroom, right? We're not going to say that because it's yeah, weird. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. It's okay. gross. Well, yeah, let's yeah. not call it that. This isn't Fifty Shades of Grey. This is no Terrace House. This is real serious business. I have I have some very unique tastes. Opens the door. <laughs> it's just tap, tap, Opens a new door. It's just, he, op- he opens, opens a new door. <laughs> he opens the door and there's just a lot of fucking doors. So they go to the TV room and uh, Sean asks Ami, like, hey, I guess he just wants her to clarify. He's like, so you're not looking for a job because you don't want to give up on modeling. Like, that's kind of where you're coming from. And she's she just says yes. Yeah. And he's like, OK, so what kind of modeling do you want to do? And she says, I want to walk runways, which is like a very specific thing to want to do. So, like, clearly yeah. she's put some thought into it. It's not like, oh, yeah. I, I'm thinking about modeling. It's like, no, she very specifically wants to do runways, which is cool. And Sean's like, oh, we can practice together. And he's like, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, because she owns a model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I had no idea that you even wanted to be a model. And he says, quote, I thought you were just a cute college student, which is uh, it was interesting. A did, little derogatory, but yes, sure. Did you think that it was going to he was going to like try and turn that into like a let's go out some time thing? Like a flirting thing? Yeah. yeah, I was like totally waiting for him to be like, oh, we should we should like like practice together, you know, go yeah. to Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, Costco like, go, and go chill. Out. Yeah, Costco and chill. Go like go do something like make a date out of it. Yeah. So they have this 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 common interest. Yeah. And that Xion can actually help her out. Yeah. I think it would have been smooth as hell for him to ask her out, but I guess he just wasn't interested. Yeah. Um and maybe actually, even his friends, you know? Yeah. He does actually so he goes from doing that moment that he probably could have parlayed into maybe asking her out to doing the exact opposite by bringing up Yudai. And he's like, so how do you feel about Yudai? Uh, and she says, I feel like he's still in middle school. And she says, quote, I'm on edge whenever he talks. And like, that's a thing that I want to really like put a point on because you can see it. Like, yeah. it's a, That was another line in this episode that stuck with me throughout like the rest of part one and also like in rewatching it, like you can see in the room either moments when you die isn't there and he walks in and everyone tenses up or moments when everyone is like laughing and joking or whatever. And then you die opens his mouth to speak and everyone again, like tenses up. Like it's really interesting. What a, what a like negative vibe he brings to a lot of the I conversations, know, which is really weird. Like I can't remember like anyone well, I can maybe Sherry at the end of like Aloha State, but maybe like, I can't remember anyone that would actually like bring bring such like negative vibe to the house. There was some of it with Natsumi. Yeah, yeah, bit. that's right. Natsumi was like that. But like that kind of worked itself out. Yeah. And I mean, it's weird because once she said that, like I I've had experiences with like men that I've had to deal with like be polite with and thankfully i never live with any of them but like yeah some of it i would see like every single day but i would have to be polite with like a customer who was just being shitty right and like whenever i would see like that shitty customer come in like i would also tense up mm. and like i would also be like oh i have to be really curt and just like choose my words very wisely so i don't keep on doing conversation with this person yeah um and try and find a way to make it so that i don't have to i don't get coerced to hang out with them you know yeah um, so I can see that happening to her as well, yeah. which really stinks. It, but it is very unfortunate. Yeah. That's kind of the thing kinda... we talked about in the last episode where it's like, um, if, if Yudai wasn't on this season, then Ami would be like the person that everyone yeah. disliked at the moment. Yeah. But what ends up happening over the course of at least part one is like, she really does become victimized by his like ineptitude. Yeah. In a way that's really unfortunate. Um, 
And we end up feeling like kind of sorry for her. Yeah. In a certain way, because like at certain points, like there are things, there are ways that she could have like gotten herself out of conversations and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to like make her 100% the victim because we're adults. But at the same time, I feel like the the viewers sympathize with her because we've all had to, we've always had to, every single person that has had to deal with that shitty person mm-hmm. at a certain point. Yeah. Maybe women more than men. I don't know. I'm a woman, so I have my experiences. But yeah, it's. It's a thing. Yeah. And I, I, after finishing all eight episodes of this first part, it's a thing. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. It's a thing that Ami very much, Ami very much wants to be polite. Yes. Because um, she's on TV also. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's another thing that I was going to say too. Like, what was that? What was the real world thing where people stop being polite and start being real? Oh, yeah. Right? That was like the model for, for like the real world. Mm-hmm. See, Terrace House is like that, but people are so polite. Like, you don't, you can't be extra mean. Right. You know? So. Yeah. You have to actually be real. That's my two cents. You have to actually be real. Yeah. That's my two cents on Ami. Yeah. I agree. I like her. Yeah. I also Mm -hmm. like her more this time than I did last time. I was, I was rubbed the wrong way by her the first time I watched this part, but Mm -hmm. knowing what she has to deal (laughs) with, like it, it actually kind of wraps around becomes okay. Granted though, like she had this conversation before everything else that happened actually happened in her life. So that's true. So like not having the hindsight of that, like I guess this, this came from like a very real, very authentic place Yeah, of her just being like, I'm so tired of having to be polite. I just really don't enjoy his company. Yeah. Um, she also, um, mentions that she is unsure of what he meant when he asked her out in the previous episode. She's like, I don't know if you meant just the two of us or whatever. Um, and Shion's like, well, is there anywhere you want to go? She goes, nope. He's like, he's like <laughs> anywhere. And she's like, nowhere. Nowhere. That gets the point across pretty, pretty hardcore. Such um, weird. yeah, it is another one of those cases though, where it's like, he very clearly was asking her out on a date. Yeah. At least like but she's she's trying to get it out. Yeah. It seems it seems that way. Yeah. Anyway, so uh back in the kitchen, we the speak of the devil, we see Yudai talking about his whole life. And this is the moment when I went from like this is actually this is an interesting thing because I I felt at least the first time I watched this, and honestly the second time, I found myself sympathizing with him and also thinking, fuck this kid simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So he's talking about his life. He's like, I had to move to Tokyo by myself. I, you know, got a job. I dropped out of school. Like I I was working in a restaurant, like learning to cook and all that kind of stuff. But he didn't have any money and whatever. And he talks about how he stole his dad's credit card to pay for stuff. See, And that's where I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's where you lose your fucking thing. Yeah. Great. Um, Like it's like it's like a wave. It's like a a sign, like a sign, cosine wave. Yeah, it's like oh, he moved to Tokyo by himself. Like that's 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 really really brave. Oh, he quit school because he had to keep working. Oh man, that's that must be really rough for them. Yeah. He stole his fucking dad's credit card to pay for everything. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, no, no, no. that's where I stopped feeling stop. bad for you. And and hard stop. <laughs> he does go on to talk about like how yes, my goal, like my stated goal in Terrace House is to become a chef and to get better cooking and stuff. But like what he really wants to do is like become independent, which is a word that he uses a lot. And I, I don't think really encapsulates the thing that he wants to be totally honest. Um, but he, he says that he wants to be independent. Um, and, and he says that quote, I know that if I fail, my parents will help me out. Um, and he, that's like a mentality that he wants to break free from. He knows that like, he always has this cushion to fall back on, which is preventing him from actually like committing to growing up and becoming a real person. 
Um, the reason Which I just scary, it is, yeah. it is scary. And it's not a thing that you just figure out like in a couple of weeks on a reality TV show. That's like yeah. a huge mental shift that you have to make. That's going to take like a long, long, long time. The thing about this scene is like, I, this is the moment. And I mentioned this in the first episode, but like, I see a lot of myself in that at that age specifically, like that is exactly where I was at. Like I was living by myself. Uh, I was like a real fuck up. I fucked up all the time. I, I would never, ever did anything like steal my dad's credit card. Like that is. Yeah, no, me neither. Really a nightmare. But like I, I continually fucked up over and over again and I didn't know why. And I couldn't wrap my head around why it continued to happen, even though I didn't want it to happen. And it was like basically this very long mental health journey that I went on. And it started with moments like that. And that is not a thing that it seems like he's even come to terms with. Like he, he mm-hmm. sees this as an independence thing. Like, oh, I'm not used to living by myself. But as soon as that happens, I'm going to be OK. It's like, yeah, it's like he has he has much larger things to work out. But I don't think he's he's grasped that part of it yet. I mean, I can I can see that his intentions are good and he understands that the fact that he stole his dad's credit card isn't really a thing that you should be proud of or bragging about. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't see him having the impetus to actually want to change. Right. Maybe maybe in his head, like I know where some people work this way that like if you tell someone you're going to do something, if they they hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. But I there's also that thing that if you tell someone you're going to do something, it also makes it so that like you don't do it yep. more likely. Like it makes it more likely that you just won't follow through. Yeah. And I feel like that's very much the category that he falls under mm-hmm. where he knows what he wants to do. And he talks a big game that he's going to do stuff. Right. But until 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 he actually like figures out what he actually wants to to achieve. Other than just being independent, he's just probably just going to stay the same way and his dad's credit card balance is just going to keep going up. Yeah. You know. Um, Mizuki tries to like rein him in as he's going down this rabbit hole and she's like, you sh-, uh, she says, quote, you shouldn't bring yourself down yet. You haven't done anything. Uh, you're in Japan. You're fine. Just do it. You won't die. I love Mizuki so much this episode. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. And he's like, I think something that I need is like a time frame to work within so I can like kind of set realistic goals, which is actually a very yeah smart thing for him to do. I don't know if he ever yeah. actually does it, but Mizuki is like, you should no. set specific goals to like learn certain dishes by certain times. Like that's a really, that's a really like good way to get that's started. That's super good advice. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think he takes, but no. whatever. Anyway, so back in the boys room, it's a uh, Shion and Yudai and they're talking about Ami. Shion is just like, Hey, she doesn't think that you asked her out on a date. She thinks like you, you're going to hang out with everyone else. And uh, Yudai is surprised by that. I was also surprised by that, yeah. personally, uh, before I realized what was happening, before it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's trying to get out of this get date out of situation. Um, Let's go to, yeah, it's like the Costco scene in the first the first series. <laughs> yes, yes. It's 100% that, just a lot more read out. Yeah, a lot more broad. Xi'an makes a really interesting <laughs> suggestion that I think is, like, kind of genius. But he his suggestion is to take her comment of wanting to go quote nowhere very literally and like have a kind of date at the house like that's such a cute idea yeah just like the two of them just like kind of hanging out yeah. in the house and like calling it a date but like even though you're still in the house like yeah you can like like use the outside area yeah make a little the gazebo picnic. yeah i want to set off a gazebo air horn oh my god me too you die fucks this up as usual by saying no 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 i really want to go somewhere he can't even drive. Yeah, he can't even drive. It would have been such a good, cute date. Yeah, that would have been very nice, honestly. We cut to the girls' room, and they're having a whole conversation about basically how they don't know if it's a date or not. 
the the main thing the main takeaway from this whole scene is mizuki says basically the same thing she said in the last episode which is like i don't know what the fuck is going on between you two <laughs> she's just like i i it seems like you hate him but also you're entertaining this this fool like whatever just yeah I don't know she's what's just happening. like i don't i don't i don't understand it but sure yeah and then we cut to the skip intro button and then we all press it <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> and then everyone's hanging out in the living room. Everyone, all six people. Uh, when was the last oh time? Oh my that god! Happened? I probably the first, first episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, not even because Tsubasa fucking left to go to work. Oh yeah, yeah. So Taka is editing. Worth noting, Taka wasn't in the last episode really at all. A lot of really good Taka stuff in this episode that I liked. God, oh my god, I know what scene this is. Yeah. Um, oh. So he's editing snowboard videos or snowboarding videos and, and he goes to show them to everyone and he's just like escape, he's snowboarding naked in them. What the fuck, man? Which is hilarious. Um, he's also very good at snowboarding. After he shows them the videos and they're all like, holy shit, you're really good at this. He's like, oh, we should all go snowboarding together. And they're all like, fuck no, man. You're going to make us look like idiots. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I'm not going snowboarding with you. Yeah. And Shion, on his on his game, uh, asked Taka when he got into snowboarding. I wonder if this was a producer note. I wonder if this was like the Ooh. producer was like, hey, Shion, just do us a solid and just ask people like Ooh. intimate questions about their lives. I can Ooh, see maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah, I can totally see that too. Shion yeah. being the, the, the cute boy who's not a piece of shit. Yeah. True. I mean, truthfully, it makes for really good TV. It does. All of the time Shion asks someone this kind of like intimate question, it generates a really great response throughout the entire episode. So anyway, he asks uh, Taka when he started snowboarding and uh, he kind of goes into the story about how uh, his older brother, who is, I think he said the third oldest, which makes Taka the fourth, the fourth uh, sibling at least, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so he says, Jesus, that, there's a lot of brothers. Yeah. He says that his older brother uh, one above him really wanted to be a pro snowboarder and that he really looks up to his brother and would just do everything that his brother did. So he started taking pro snowboarding classes or sorry, just regular snowboarding. classes. <laughs> Yo, we're starting off at the fucking pro level. Hi, it's me. I'm seven years old and I am a professional. Um, what if though? Yeah. So he's like, uh, I started taking classes and stuff and um, I, you know, it became my dream as well to become a pro snowboarder. Uh, and, and he kind of, like launches into this thing about like i have this snowboarding apparel brand that i've been uh running for like four or five years at this point and like i don't make enough money from that to really just like live off that and i am a pro snowboarder and i have a bunch of sponsorships but i don't make enough money from those to do only that either and if you add both of those together that's still not enough to live so i have to have this other job and he just like wants to be able to quit that other job and like focus on his snowboarding life full time uh for himself obviously but also for his dad who he who re- uh, recently just got sick and had a tumor removed um, yeah it's crazy and he w- he mentions like that was the first time that i realized that my dad was like a human and like could get sick it was a it was a heartwarming moment yeah as he's talking that, about that that last line was like super fucking relatable yeah i think like there's a lot of like especially people our age that like our parents are getting like a little bit higher in age and we finally realize mm-hmm. the mortality of people that we care about. Yeah. I don't know. That was the that was the your Mizuki moment. That was mine mm. of this episode. Yeah. Where I was like, damn, I feel that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So because of the panel. Yeah. They really think that you die and ami that whole situation is going to somehow like turn into a relationship They're they like, hate they hate these people yeah 
<laughs> oh, do you think do you think that's what it is? Do you, do you think it's hate? Do you think it's like uh, both of these people I suck think, so badly, like they deserve each other? I think that's at least Yama's perspective of it right now. It's a defi- Yama definitely. Yama doesn't Yama's. seem to like anyone on the show right now. Well, Trendle Trendle has this uh, has this like fan fiction in her head. Yudai really does double down and like get really serious and start working super hard. And like Ami finds that attractive because she starts working super hard on modeling and then they start working super hard together and then that becomes a relationship, which does sound nice, but definitely. It does sound nice. It also sounds like 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 what my goals would be if I ever were to like have a perfect life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like a like a fairy tale. It sounds very idealistic. It sounds like something I I would read, I would watch on like a fucking what's what's that cat? A show starring Trindle probably yes actually yes very much so yeah i wonder what her life is like in real life she is always the one in these episodes that has those kinds of like fairy tale dreams yeah for the cast members and it makes me wonder if her life is just one big fairy tale which would be great what if that would be great i, I wish my life was living. a huge fairy tale too me too she deserves it she seems very great yeah anyway so we come anyway. back to the show and uh now definitely put your ponchos on because we're in the splash zone Every, uh, everyone cries this entire this I entire can't. section of the show is just tears. God, yeah. Everyone, so this is immediately after that last scene. Um, everyone is off to bed. Uh, they, they make plans to go get lunch the next day. But besides that, everyone goes off to bed, except for Yudai and Taka, who stay in the living room. Taka basically brings up, like, hey, I, I heard that Mizuki kind of, like, laid into you earlier about, like, your goals and stuff. Just kind of asked him if he wants to talk about it. And uh, Yudai says that, hey, it's inspiring, honestly, to be in a house with her. Because, uh, like, she's working in a different field, but she's working super hard on, like, her lingerie brand and all this other stuff. Like, it's very cool to be in the house with her. He starts talking about, like, you know, hey, Taka, you mentioned your father. My grandmother had a similar situation uh, recently. He basically just kind of gets into this whole thing again about, like, hey, I need, like, I, I continually mess up um, and I need to become independent. So they'll stop worrying about me. Like, they need to, um, they're constantly worried that I'm going to screw up um, and I just need I to feel that. prove them wrong. Yeah. Which is, um, it's kind of nice. He says, quote, I haven't done anything for them. At least he's self-aware. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's like, I want to double down on cooking. Like I, I really want to like get good at it and, and prove everyone or prove to everyone that I'm capable of it, even though they think that I'm a fuck up. And uh, he starts crying as this is happening. Um, yep. And uh, Taka is like, it's good. You're realizing it this young i was much older when i realized it taka's crying by the way at this point as well so they're both crying together and uh, he says i i'm going to work hard and i want you to work hard too and then they go to the hot tub and they say shitty things about women yeah and then we see their butts and we find out that yuda has a tattoo or something on his leg yeah and his shoulders too oh does he really Mm -hmm. oh um and and then they say some fucked up shit about women Mm -hmm. so it was a nice it was a nice moment for a bit kind of kind of like a weird aftertaste but sure yeah saw I, their butts they they mentioned this in the panel i didn't write this down but they mentioned this in the panel like basically every single person in the panel just goes down the line they're like man i'm super jealous of that hot tub and honestly yeah. i'm so jealous of that hot tub <laughs> there's oh a my tv God. there's the tv honestly for me yeah. it's just the window the giant ass window yeah it looks amazing oh my god there was um last time i went that. to japan we stayed in me and my friends stayed our final night in Japan, like the day that we were supposed to leave. Yeah. We go to Tokyo. We stayed in Kyoto for an extra night. Um, and we stayed at this, it's, it's, we're called Ryokans. It's, we're like the hot tub um, mm. hotels. Yeah. Um, and so the Ryokan normally has like an open, like a normal hot tub that you go and like you scrub down and then you get into like this dude super full of people. Yeah. And then you could rent a, you can rent 
to stay in a to like spend an hour in this beautiful outdoor tub mm. facing the mountain. And so my friend and I, we had to leave at like 8 a.m. to go get on the bullet train to get our train, our flight back to America. Yeah. So at 6 a.m. we woke up, got naked, mm-hmm. went outside. It was like, it was like 20 degrees. We went up this mountain and we got into this beautiful, like it was called the moon bath. It was like this beautiful, like stone bath, but like really similar to that. And we <laughs> saw the sunrise on the mountain and I had that experience and I was still jealous of that bathtub because <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub was inside and not very cold outside. Yeah. But it's very beautiful. Mm, yeah. Wow. I just want to take a bath. Me too. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Gotta go soak. So the next day, uh, Taka Ami Mizuki and Subasa go to Subasa's dad's soba restaurant. God, this is so good. Um, it's called Sasa, which is great. Uh, after so Subasa cute. and her sister, because uh, they both have S A at the end of their names. Uh, yeah, read the two different kanji of both of their names. Yeah, which is it's very cute. Um, yeah, so Tsubasa's name isn't the actual kanji for Tsubasa, so Tsubasa means wing. Mm. Um, but her name is like I forget what the first kanji is, but the size is one of the size in Sasa. It's really cute. Such a, cool. such a cute idea. Yeah. So we f- we find out that Tsubasa's mom passed away when she was in fifth grade, so her dad just raised them. By himself, uh, and he is just like a charming old guy. Uh, God, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he he's really good. He's like very clearly happy to be on television. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like y'all came to my restaurant. Yeah, he has this big smile on his face the whole time. Um, and Subas is like embarrassed about him. He's like he's not it's always very, like this. It's like he's very clearly very just like this because of the TV. Um, yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. And uh, they, they ask Taka what he's going to talk about on the radio. And this is how we find out that Taka has a radio show or like a community radio TV show. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, we'll probably just wing it or whatever. And uh, and Ami is like, you, you seem to enjoy life a lot. Uh, and Mizuki goes, you, that was very deadpan. It was like a very deadpan way of saying that. And Ami's like, I'm just jealous, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, um, it did seem very flirty from Ami. Yeah, it it was it was a cute. Yeah. I mean, we know she's interested in him and like Yeah. Yeah. So, next, we cut to the actual community radio uh station where Taka and his brother are there and we find out that the show is called It'll Be All Right, which is a very <laughs> which is nice such show. It's good. It's, it's very such nice a good. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. He says, quote, it's a show where we talk about interesting news from our unique point of view. It's a show where we talk about anything. I just want to throw out there as a person who works in the podcasting industry, listens to an unbelievable amount of podcasts on a daily basis. It's literally my job. That is not a good pitch for a show. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, have an idea slash format that is more than just you and your friends talking. Just a word of warning. To those of you thinking about getting into the podcasting game, just have have a concept, even if it's loose. So kind of like this show where we grounded on Terrace House, but really it's just us talking about like really stupid shit. So after that, we cut to the <laughs> gym where Subasa trains with her team. This is the part that fucked me up. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's training in the ice rink um, and we find out that she's been playing hockey since she was nine, which is very young. Crazy. Uh, she hasn't had a relationship in six years which is a long time. I would imagine mm-hmm. that that probably if I'm, I'm just going to like speculate wildly. I would imagine that those six years were probably while she was playing in like semi pros. I would assume so. Yeah. Probably just like that's your whole life is just doing that. Yeah. Um, so after this uh, practice, I almost said rehearsal after this practice, um, 
everyone's acting it's all the truman show i mean i mean think about it (laughs) think think use your eyes um it makes you think so after the practice she's having a conversation with her coach she gets very emotional in this scene like completely unprompted by her coach really her coach doesn't really ask any like hard-hitting questions subasa just kind of like unloads everything that she's feeling I think she was just really overwhelmed with everything yeah totally um so she's like hey you made me captain last year and i have not produced the kind of results that i wanted to um ever since that and she starts talking about how like i really want to get recruited onto the japanese national team but i'm feeling a lot of pressure because of a my age and b like again we're not like killing it as a team and it's like entirely my fault she kind of like spirals downwards and is like i don't think that i belong on this team if i can't bring us to victory like i i should not be the person leading us and i'll go to another team so you can replace me with someone who like is deserving of this spot yeah because at the core of it like she just loves that team so much yeah it's really it's really heartwarming honestly it's like a little sad but it is like more heartwarming than anything else because she's like as much as i super dedicated yeah to that team specifically like that group of people that she's playing with She's like, as much as I want to get recruited to the team, she says, more than that, I want to win with this team. With this team. Yeah. Which is really nice. And she's all, she also cries during this while. Yeah. That was, that was a part that fucked me up. Yeah. Cause like you can see that she like genuinely really loves playing hockey and she genuinely really loves playing with these specific people. Yeah. And she wants to, she doesn't, I think a lot of what she's coming from too is like she, she knows that if she, if she doesn't win, she's going to feel regret. Yeah. But she doesn't want to feel regret because she loves the team so much. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. It's sad and complex and like as much up to chance as it is up to like their practicing, you know, yeah. which is kind of like a, a hard thing to cope with, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice scene, but it's also bittersweet, you know. Yeah, it is really bittersweet, but it's nice to see where where she's coming from and why she's so dedicated and why she always goes to work and like comes back. Yeah. Like yeah. is still happy. It's really it's really it's really nice to see how positive she is. Yeah. Um and so to see her like vulnerable in this specific moment, I guess was really jarring because it's the first time we've actually seen her be like anything other than like really peppy and upbeat. Yeah. Basically. Even like on the show. Yeah, it's really just like this. We haven't really seen her have a conversation yeah you know what i mean like it's this scene and the one with her and shion where shion asked her out like mm-hmm. those are kind of the two times that we've seen her like actually talk about herself or like get that in depth about anything really um yeah yeah more of that please no, yeah it was really refreshing and i hope i hope we get to see more i'll have what she's oh, having wonderful. yeah am i right just a bunch what? of cries just a, a bunch, bunch of bunch tears of, just a bunch of tears get that johnson and johnson out of my face but, but those are no baby tears that's what i'm saying get it out of my face ah uh, i get it i i want those tears i want the tears yeah give me the give me the axe two give axe, me axe body spray yeah just axe body spray straight to the eyes right in the eyes um mm-hmm. so we cut to the panel uh and and they talk about a whole bunch of things, but the the thing that I really want to kind of laser focus on is when they're talking about how emotionally open the whole cast is. They're like, oh, this is really nice. You know, everyone is, is so open with one another. You says, quote, there was none of that in Hawaii. And it cuts to Yama and he goes, quote, they were barely even human. <laughs> That's a lie. Then, Except, well, they, they're hot on the heels of talking about Sherry and like how 
Aloha oh, that's right. Yeah. And like that was nuts. Yeah, that's true. That was like really, really rough. It was like fire but, like, for the, the end. The fact that, that they didn't have any emotion in like Terrace House, Aloha State was a fucking lie because Taishi cried so much in that show. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. But yeah, they were barely even human. Yeah. Can't I, wait for New York. I just like the, the subtle digs at Aloha yeah, State. It's, it's very funny. It's, it's um, very again, good. Again, love Aloha State. I, I just like that the even the panel is like, eh, not as good. Everyone's just real upset at it. Even the panel is already on team opening new doors. Like, it's very yeah. funny. <laughs> um, oh, I miss Kentaro. So after the panel, we cut back to the show. It's Saka and his brother. Uh, they got drinks after the radio show. Um, and they just say a bunch of like creepy, weird shit, honestly. And it's not good. And there's no there's no good way of saying it, really. Uh, Taka calls Ami, uh, quote, therapeutic eye candy, which is a weird combination Yikes. of words. Yikeroony. <laughs> Grandpa, stop. Yeah, right? And uh, he's like, well, but, you know, she's 20 and I'm... 31 and that age difference is probably too much and the brother goes but age doesn't matter stop it's stop. bad it's bad i'm comfortable jumping right into winners and losers adding taka's brother to this and saying loser forever he's a loser he's he's a loser if there's like if there's like five more of them yeah <laughs> they're, they're, they're all like pretty bad if this is like the way that we all think yeah hope, yeah um yeah that's kind of gross yeah, it's it. it's not good. I don't I don't like that scene at all. No, it's supposed to it's bad. be a cliffhanger where it's like, oh, is Taka going to ask Ami out in the next episode? But, but honestly, I don't give a shit. Really just made me like Taka less. Yeah. After an entire episode of building him up. Swing and a fucking miss, huh? Yeah, not great. Not great. I do wonder, like, I it, I don't know. Like, is that a thing that people in Japan are watching the show and say also saying like, I while, don't know. Why look at these really creepy old men like, having this weird conversation? Like, I wonder if that's a thing that they're going to have to grapple with as Terrace S becomes more popular. Well, well, 100% like in the Western world, I think most people are going to be like, ew. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I'm actually really curious about like what hmm, I'll ask. I'll ask and see if any of my friends are actually watching Terrace House. I haven't talked to them in a bit. Hmm. Be like, hey, are you watching Terrace House? What do you think about Taka? Don't tell me any spoilers. I only watched up till episode eight. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you want to do winners and losers? Let's do winners and losers. Mm, where, Let's keep going. Who do you want to start with? Let's do Mizuki. Winner, clearly. Winner. Said my she favorite did, thing. She, yeah, she said some really good stuff. Just do it. You won't die. Yeah, just do it. You won't die. You're in Japan. You're in Japan. You're fine. I love her because she's living in like the country that she was born. She has all the rights in that country. Yeah, you're in Japan. You're fine. Yeah. I, on the other hand, live in Korea on a visa. Calm down. I can't do any of this shit that you're asking me to do. Great point. Yeah. So she wins. She wins. Um, Tsubasa. Shion. Oh, okay. Oh, Tsubasa. Well, well, Tsubasa is easy. Tsubasa's winner. Tsubasa wins. Yeah. Tsubasa wins. She cried. She was vulnerable. I love her. I want to hug her, mm -hmm. and I want to make her a coffee or a cocoa. She seems like no. She loves orange juice. I'm gonna get her some, like some Tropicana from Florida. Yeah, fresh from fresh from Florida. Fresh to her. squeezed She's great. OJ. Yeah, just squeeze it in front of her face and be T like table side OJ. <laughs> yeah, Shion. Shion. I think he wins, right? He wins, yeah. I don't see. I don't think there's anything that he did wrong. Yeah, even if the producers were like, "Hey, you should ask people about themselves." He's, like he, he did still did job. it in a nice way. Yeah. yeah, he did his job. Uh, Shion did well. I was a little. I was trying to remember what he what the thing was with with him and Ami. Um, but that was just trying to get some clarity. Yeah. Yeah. So he wins. Um. Oops. Um. Ami. Winner. I think so too. I think she wins, right? Like what? Yeah. 
The only the only weird thing that I would see her having done this episode is not being frank about not wanting to go on a date. But I mean, I fucking get it. Culturally, culturally imposed politeness is a bitch. Yeah. So I, yeah, I understand. I super, I super get it. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, you die. Loser. He died loses. He stole his dad's credit card. <laughs> I don't care if that didn't card. technically happen in this He's episode. He's a criminal. He brought it up in this episode and that makes him a loser. He's a criminal. Yes. He stole. Get this man to jail. He's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> he stole money. He stole money. And he's on the TV uh, show. And the police. Ima- the police. Imagine if. <laughs> It's like, okay, welcome to No Scripts at All. This is the episode where Yuda gets fucking where busted gets fucking by the cops. <laughs> they bust into the terrace house and they actually found all his fucking dad's credit cards. Yeah. And all his forged signatures. <laughs> and Yuda is on the run. He's in Kauai now. <laughs> Armand picks him up from the airport. Yo, what's up, my man? Now you're living rogue. But they keep posting on Instagram so the police find him. Wow. I went through a whole thing. What else happens? Head, I'm sorry. Um, I like the idea of them finding like a bunch of forged checks, but also like they they find like he also drew his dad's signature on like permission slips. It's like it's like permission <laughs> slips and report Please cards. Please let me get on with, the plane mixed with checks. Yeah. <laughs> Who else do, have we not talked about? Taka. Is Taka the only one left? I think so. Yeah, Taka's the only one left. Yeah. I'm iffy on Taka. Taka, man. Said, Taka said some fucked up shit this episode. And we did see his butt twice. Twice, tw- yeah, two times. Two times, one app. Yeah, thirty-one minutes. Thirty-one years old. Four one minute cheeks. per ass shot. Yep, four <laughs> individually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's on the fence. He did say that very good thing that I I appreciated. That's the thing. That's where. That's where I'm like. Yeah. That's why I'm on the fence, right? Because like he says things that I do not agree with and, and and despise more than once throughout this episode. Yeah. The thing that is pushing me in the direction of like maybe winner is like when he has that conversation with Yudai, he really means what he's saying. Yudai yeah. says the things, clearly does not yeah. intend on acting on them. Taka, you you can feel like the fierceness and the fire within him yeah. to like actually make good on the things he's saying but at the end of the day he only said those things we haven't seen him act on them yet loser i have talk as a loser this episode i am okay. gonna put my fist down what That's not yeah put your put, put your yeah put your put your entire body down body slam on that decision yeah. brendan um you know what i think i think i'm gonna have him as a weak winner weak winner simply because he up until now, of all the men, he, for me, has been the most genuine person that we've seen on TV. Yeah. So that's the best thing that's saving me for him. Ah, Shion's been okay, but Shion does also seem like he's being like coerced by the producers a little bit. So Yeah, I get that. Weak winner. Weak winner. Yeah, like, if he, says, if, he calls, if he says some fucked up shit, like he calls someone like a B word, mm-hmm. you're a loser. God, they baby. did that in Aloha State. They did. They called, they, they yeah, they, they named the episode after it. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, Netflix, calm down. That's winners and losers. Oh, we got more people reviewing us on iTunes. Thank you so much for everyone who does that. It really does help a lot. So if you like the show, uh, it would really help if you went and reviewed us on iTunes because that'd be great. Um, well, if 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 you don't, just send us an email. Send us an email. No script at all at gmail dot com. It goes to uh, Andrew's email address and it goes to my work email address. So I will definitely Mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. So if you ever want to send a threat my way. 
I'll see it too. Watch out. <laughs> Andrea will respond. <laughs> I will also see it. We have a Twitter account, which uh, I like. I just like Twitter.com. I think it's a good Twitter. website. Twitter.com is a, is a good website on the internet. I mean, it's a bad website, but the people make it's it It's very bad, yeah. but I really like it. Yeah. Uh, we have, So we have a Twitter account. It's at no script at all. Highly recommend that you uh, follow us on that uh we have a facebook group which is very good and very active and i i adore it uh shout out to everyone in our facebook group if you go to facebook.com uh, the internet website and you go to the search bar and you type in no script at all you will find it we have a security question the answer is terrace house i'm telling you this because people get it wrong all the time people get it wrong but sometimes people are very honest about their answers oh yeah what was that one um i i do not know that is why i am here to oh, i'm here to learn yes yeah. yeah what is this so the question is what is this group about and someone sometimes people answer a very funny answer is like the whole bullshit that we say in the beginning of the show yeah but sometimes we have answers that are like i do not know that is why i'm here to learn yeah love it which i'm not i'm not putting you on blast so that's a very funny answer it was very funny and we debated do we let this person in or not even though they don't know what the podcast is about uh yeah we decided to say no if you are actually a listener of the show please get in touch and we'll let you in the facebook please group get in touch. <laughs> we'll let you in because that was a good answer but yeah anyway uh join the facebook group it's fun it's a fun good time um shout out to the people on reddit if you're listening um there are people on the subreddit it's like one of the four good subreddits on the internet um yes thank you to those people and uh it's very good. also thank you to ryan mitchell gray who provided the song that we use for our theme song it's called young off the album a plus ultra which is linked to the links to everything actually are in the show notes of this podcast hell yeah um also we fixed a bug uh oh, i work at a company called anchor which is a podcast host which is where we host our podcast uh we fixed a bug in anchor that will let me upload episode art. So now you're going to start getting good ass episode art again Oh, um, in your podcast feeds. So get ready for that. Cool. I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited because Brendan's episode art is very good. And I'd like to thank Brendan Bigley who, who stays up very late and edits these episodes, even though he's a whole time zone in front of me in the future. Yes, I do it because I enjoy it. Thank and I enjoy you. making this podcast I enjoy it too. and I enjoy all of you listening and it makes me very happy that people like Terrace Aww. House and also oh, the, like our podcast. Oh, I'm in the tear zone now. Welcome to the tear zone. Put oh, your in the tear zone. No, I can't. Can you hear my voice is like hot. done? Yeah, your voice is done. Go, please go take a nap. Anyway, my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. You can spell that uh, any way you want, but the correct way to spell it is B-R-E-N-D-O-N-V-I-G-L-E-Y. <laughs> That's good. Uh, my name is Andrew Capretti. Uh, you can spell that any wait. That's yeah, not, you can spell that any way you want. You can if you want but to. You can. That's also but my not last name, name. No, 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 no. But my, no, but my last name gets misspelled all the time. It's C A P R O T T I. Please get it right mm. or don't. It's fine. I don't care. Mm. Um, also, they call me Andrea or Andrea. I really don't care. People ask me that all the time. Anyway, my Twitter is Irismail. I'm not gonna spell that out. Y'all are smart. Hell yeah. Aloha. Aloha. We're just sticking with Aloha, right? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Aloha.